So, so what we go on go again? On. Oh, fucking cunt! <laughs> you heard that? I yeah. heard that. I can't yeah. do. Maybe you should just speak in just swear words. That might work. You just say cunt for two hours. Yeah. No.
fascinate this hasty way she can explain you know what I mean Not in the year, no time to prepare Thought she would care, you know what I mean Uh, Midlife Punk Podcast episode 98. See the temperature's dropping. I don't care. Means I can have pumpkin spice lattes or whatever you meant to say at this time of year. This shit is cold. Um, looking decidedly autumnal. It's nihilism. pre-planned one was it no it wasn't no no I've been busy what have you been up to Tom been at work 
uh, and then I had to go to the kids' parents' evening. Ooh. Yeah, more on that later. Um, random record. Uh, oh, by the way, is what I meant to tell you. I got uh, stopped by the cops the other day. Oh, no. He knocked on my window. I wound it down. He went, have you got a police record? And I said, yeah, regatta de blanc. Uh, Fucking Yaron, we. That's the album that the random record was. Noel's going to have a guess. What's, uh, what song from Regatta de Blanc? Open uh, track, okay. mate. Message in a bottle. No. Fucking hell. Giant steps are what you take. Getting the random record wrong. New, new. So, sorry about that, old son. Better luck next time. Um, and the you email say submission. that every time, and it's never better luck next okay, time. Okay, worse luck next time. Fuck you. Email submission. Uh, band, very pleasant. He, he uh, messaged me straight up and, uh, yeah, said, uh, have you heard our new song? And I was like, no, mate, I fucking ain't. So, uh, yeah, I've played it. The band's FM Rodeo. Get it? A bit like FM Radio, innit? And the song was called Elephant Nightmare. Now, either the elephant is like a metaphor for the Republican Party and, and their... Um, because that's their logo, isn't it? And and it's just a fucking political maelstrom of disaster and, and downturns. Or he's genuinely scared of pachyderms. And I don't know which one it is. Moving on. Whose uh, track is it this morning? I mean, first. Anyway, I'm in a good mood. Because uh, boy kid and girl kids, uh, fucking parents' evening was good, apparently. So uh, it's the queers. I don't mind the other guys dancing with my girl well, That's fine, I know my pretty well And I know sometimes I must get out in the light Better leave me behind with the kids who are alright The kids who are alright Sometimes I feel like I get away I've just realised what a weird link that was. The song was <laughs> The Kids Are Alright is the song, which is a cover of The U, I think, isn't it? I think so. We've got uh, Mr. Fatty Ashtray and uh, B. Fun Onion. A.K.A. John and Bryn. Um, 
we'll see how the nicknames go. So we've got some questions in the book, haven't we, for nicknames? Yeah, probably. So yeah, it's the second, the other half of the abs, if you like, um, who I didn't even know whether they were still alive when we did the uh, the, the first one. And, and certainly when uh, Baz was referring <laughs> to Bryn in the past tense, I was thinking, fuck, is he dead? Apparently not. He's fine. Good stuff. Anyway, uh, let's um, stride over Offers Dyke, uh, cruise down the M4 uh, all the way to Newport. Should we start with the abs and head forward in time? Well, let's see what the lads are saying. But then I can't introduce the song, can I? What song? The song that we're going to go into the interview with. Oh, they picked their song. Yes, they picked their song. All right. Yeah, we'll we'll lead with the we'll lead with that then. With the abs. Yeah. Right. This is a beef and onion composition, uh, as you would have heard on the last uh, abs episode. Uh, it's called Diamonds, but it's real title is Diamonds and Horseshit. Let's see if you think it's horseshit.
Thanks, Tom. Newport is a city and county borough in Wales situated on the River Usk, close to its confluence with the Severn Estuary, 12 miles northeast of Cardiff. With a population of 145,700 at the 2011 census, Newport is the third largest authority with city status in Wales and seventh most populous overall. Right, we'll we'll just go. We'll, we'll fucking plough through this technical fucking minefield of bollocks. Good evening, Bryn and good John. Evening. How are we doing, lads? All right. Yeah, we're good, man. We're good. Yeah, the listeners will know, lads, uh, the history here. Um, that you were formerly half of the abs, and you have yeah. sort of transfigured into yeah. kick up now. Yeah. Where where do you want to start? Do you want to go new first, old later? However you wanted to come, you just let it all just flow with it and see, I mean, you know, however. So the original kick-up thing actually was when began in about 93. All right. So uh, me and him started knocking around some ideas and uh, I, I, with the lineup that we got now, we actually did get together and we, we did a little bit for a bit and we recorded a couple of tunes and, uh, you know, banged their head against the wall for a little bit, and then it sort of, um, de- well, not even dissolved. I fucked off to Germany uh, for a couple of weeks, and I didn't come back. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was the start and the end of that, in a way. And that's where my tattoo odyssey began, which full circle now was come back to where we are now, like, isn't it? So, you know, when I came back, I went off into tattooing, but this, um, we always have seen each other around and always been cool and kept, you know, Kept in touch and series of strange events led to this happening again. In a way, you know, mm. you know being the lockdown, being his illness. I was a fucking ill before that, a few years before that. So we're the survivors. We're the we're the news left experience arm of the old band, like isn't it? <laughs> but we're still here. Yeah, the, 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 the other two uh, carried on dicking about, didn't they, with Dr. Bison and, and didn't quite grow up in time. I'm just going to put my headphones in. What a good band, Dr. Poison. I like them. Okay. I didn't We'll talk about them in a bit. Let's let's talk about you lads and the abs. Yeah, we heard the abs started in about 1980 based on a love of home brew. How did you two end up in the abs? So the original thing for me, I was in another local punk band called Death Patrol. Mm. And we were we were in, uh, we were around before the apps, uh, and then I met Baz, and we all became friendly. We're the same age group, all that, and um, I messed around with that at about eighty three, uh, and then that sort of fizzled as uh, the drummer left, you know, and the bass player decided to be a salesman or whatever the usual growing up stuff, and uh, then I joined the apps, I guess. So I joined the apps in eighty four. In that, you know, so the incarnation of made the records, but it was earlier on than that by a good few years you know there's no in the days you're from south wales you put cassettes out every time you save up your pocket money to record you send them everywhere and everybody ignores you and says fuck all about you <laughs> but eventually by doing this that thing continually actually we ended up with the phone call off you in 87 just and he literally said look we're driving down the motorway with a bin bag full of cassettes of anything and we don't even look we just dip in pick it out put it on if we get it in 20 seconds, we put it on in a like pile. And do you want to come to Made Avail on Sunday and do a fucking session? And uh, what do we do? that did. And 
like say with Mr. Peel's stamp of approval, so to speak, it uh, opens doors in, doesn't it? On mm. certain people up country or around the country, you have who you are as a support band or a part of a, a bigger idea, you know, and so we started to get out there. And I suppose you could say in a way, because we've been together probably four or five years, six years by then, we're pretty tight and well rehearsed because all we had was rehearsing. We were not, you know, when you lived in South Wales then, you did, you probably nothing to do 10 gigs a year, you know, I mean. So um, a lot of practicing. So we were ready, in effect. We were sort of match fit, didn't we? And then the door opened and we ran through and, you know. Yeah, you just didn't stop for a good few years, did you? No, we really went for it because I, I think the snowball sort of just got pushed off the top of the hill, didn't it? And uh, it started rolling and we, somewhere along that way, you know, after the initial excitement of it, then we started to become better at what we were doing. So then we got excited as we became better players, yeah? Yeah. And so that's when, uh, mm. I, you know, I hear what you were saying, they talked to the other boys, that, um, you know, you can see the difference between the records, can you? You can see them sort of growing up fast, musically. Yeah. You know? And I, I think that was sort of quite cool, you know. All of a sudden, we were into the learning experience, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And then thought, now we're actually a real band. Instead mm-hmm. of, you know, just fucking around. I joined in 86, wasn't it? Because 86, yeah. after Murph, the original fix player, he had, uh, he had an accident. Um, Baz, I think Baz mentioned that in the podcast. He was working in a steel mill and he ripped off his camera his fingers. Fucking hell. Yeah, so yeah. He, he couldn't play bass anymore. So I mean, it's, uh, I I was drafted in then. I don't know what's I think then. Yeah. But, but Fatty, you you were on the uh, on the records then. Um, well, yeah, except Neil Dean. I'm not on Neil Dean. No, you're not on that one. But the original, the original sort of run of records. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Grisha Ralphie, the Turbos thing, the the mental. I don't know. Strangely enough, as well, the. Teenage metal band, schoolboy metal band he was in that we sort of poached him from then was the guitar player and the drummer who were now the other people in Kicker. Yeah. Ah, so okay. His teenage metal band is Kicker, other than me, in fact, isn't it? The youth we were together as yeah. kids in school. Right? Liberate. Yeah. Yeah. Liberate yeah. So you kept him on the back burner. Yeah, well, we, away. yeah, we, <laughs> yeah we, we've always sort of bumped into each other from time to time. Yeah, I wouldn't say we lived in each other's pockets or thing, but yeah, we always made sort of a few years every now and again, sort of thing. And it's just, I think as well with musicians, you get that you always, it's not you've got your eye out for replacements, but you always note any other bands you go, he's a fucking good drummer in that band, isn't he? And so and so's a good singer, and you know, uh, so it's always noted, isn't it? You know, and I think that's where it came out. So we messed around with another thing way before this, 85, was it something like that? A band called Fever Pitch, we oh, did a gig yeah. or two. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Um, the other boys from the ads were in America because they got family over there. And so we did a little bit then. And I think for me, I remembered like the way I worked with the other with another guitar player or a different guitar player and a different drummer, you know, the way we communicated. So when the you know the abs sort of fizzled and it became that like early 90s thing where we got together, we already had a also, we're like an understanding as musicians, you know what I mean? We knew, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can say, this is how it goes. I'm not telling you how to do your bit. This is my bit. And have a listen and do yours around it. Your voice has gone again, Tom. Oh, fuck. Uh, so <laughs> you're back, you're back, you're back. I'm back, I'm back, back I'm back. Yeah. I'm back, I'm back. It's, it's, it's very democratic in a kick-up. It's, 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 everyone throws ideas in and if it's shit, it don't work. That's fine, it don't work. Just try everything. But nobody's trying to be, you know, nobody's trying to play all the time. I mean, one thing you 
when you're young and in bands, you just want to play all the time, don't you? Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. We're always sticking back to try to turn yours up again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're trying to turn up and you're trying to say, look at me, look at me. And I mean, with a new band kick up, it's not like that. We're actually looking for ways not to play our time. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, ideal for me would be just go on stage, stand there, and not play a fucking note. That's brilliant. But I mean, we're doing get paid, we're doing fuck all. That's, yeah. that's a good job, isn't it? Well, no, yeah. I mean, we're, we're doing that. And they're, they're, they're songs. <laughs> it, 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 we're all thinking, do I need to play there? Do I need to do that? Do I need to do that? Yeah. So a lot of what we're doing there is chucking stuff back out, isn't it? You know, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Like, uh, yeah, you, you're just trying to do your most virtuoso shit you can possibly fucking do when you're young, aren't you? Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, look at me, you know, kind of watch my moment of glory. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, go, I go back to the abstract now and realise I was massively fucking overplaying. Just To say, actually, I was just about to say that one of the most sort of defining things for me for the abs is, is the bass lines. Because oh, they, 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 they weren't they were typically punk, were they? No, but I was just showing off. <laughs> I was just showing off. I, I could do it, therefore I did. And I, I go back and listen. I just think, yeah, that, that, that's, that's just bollocks. That's, what you're, doing, that's what you're doing. You get it, isn't it? Yeah, you know, absolutely. You're the shiny bollocks and you keep pushing yourself to the front and you, you know, and I'll push front of you and we all do that thing. Then you learn that there's like, the give and take is more dynamic, isn't it? Now, yeah. like I say, we realize. We're all drunking stuff out after we do it songs and we um are slowing down and another thing. Listen to ab stuff now and I can't believe how good we plays. And I mean sometimes when we used to be in the abs, we used to always like chuck a cassette for the sound man every night, you know, chuck it on the desk and let's just get the gig and see what we sound like, see what the new songs are yeah, yeah. and all that. Sometimes we would get in the van in the morning and as we drove down the road, we'd go, you know, it's the tick players book. It's not humanly <laughs> possible to play that fast. You know, because it's like, fuck it, no man. I wouldn't want to do it there, right? You know, fuck it out. Adrenaline's, uh, adrenaline's a hell of a drug. Yeah, yeah. And at the same time as what we were doing, obviously your skate punky thrash metal thing started to happen. So we're listening to fucking Cro-Mags and early Metallica at the same time as the stupids and whatever we did, you know. And yeah, all of a sudden, it's Suicidal Tendencies first album. That was my Oh, yeah. And I just wanted to do everything like that, like institutionalized and all that. I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, 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 I always loved, you know, the, the thrash bands in the early 80s, you know, GBH, Discharge, you know, Breaks Yeah, yeah that's where that, that began, isn't it? Right now. I loved all that as well. So, so I'm mean, just trying to be motivated, basically. Yeah. So, <laughs> before we started talking, gents, the, the listeners would have got to hear uh, the, the, the Bryn Jones composition, uh, Diamonds and Horseshit, to give it its. T- t- tell us how you crafted that one, uh, Bryn. Actually, it was a it was a bit of an odd one. I I wrote it in work. I was working at the docks, and um, I was working in the docks. I had to ship the old acoustic guitar I used to have hidden in my locker. I was allowed for it to be there, but I you know I could fuck around with it, so I used to sneak off and uh, have a little bash on that, you know, in the dinner hours. And uh, I started it there. It just it was one of those songs. It, it, you know, they grow on their own sometimes, don't they? You have a little idea or a title or a, a line. Before you know it, that becomes a song. So that was it. And the, the whole, like, the diamond thing, I suppose, was that thing of, like, you're working in a, you know, a working-class environment that is, like, the pinnacle of working-class environments, but you you know, you're in the docks. You're in docks, you don't fucking jump for life. You know, you can earn all right, and it's a bit of a roughly tough environment. So as a young man, you fall for all that working-class hero bullshit. I'm a real man now because I'm fucking easy all day long, but I don't show it, yeah, because your boss won't buy you a coat. <laughs> 
real men don't wear fucking coats. You know, all that shit. <laughs> and uh, so it was a mentality thing, having to look around, just seeing like, the, you know, the, the, I ain't anything special, but the way I'm feeling, I'm looking around and everything seems to be dead around me, you know. They've already said by their mid-twenties, this is the limit of my horizon. And I, someone said to me, you're in there, kid, keep your nose clean, you've got a job for life. I thought, I don't stay in here for 30 fucking years, you're fucking joking. There's nothing wrong with the job. It was a it was a well-paid version of the jobs for the area. Yeah. I just thought, fuck that. And looking at the back of the tip of the town or the fucking sea, which is nothing but water, do you know what I mean? And nothing. And you just go, fuck this, this is work all that, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, let me get back to you. Fuck me. Trained engineer. I know. So it's amazing what they've got these days. Yeah. Fucking hell. I think sort of especially sort of back then, late 80s, early 90s, hitting the road like you did was quite a ballsy thing to do. Yeah, because I mean, she didn't have the sat nav, she didn't have the internet. Four ninety nine app. That's one of those big fucking things. There was balanced on the dashboard, and every morning, whoever woke up first looked at it and sort of memorized the names of the three or four roads you had to follow the day to get to the next gig, which didn't always work out. There were some fantastic fucking details. We were in Holland, the first time in Holland, and we uh, <laughs> we fucking drove out of a petrol station and drove 200 miles in the wrong direction. Had some of, the, had some of these instructions, like, you know. We went to the hinterland of, uh, I think we were up to the point of Gonningham in the north of Holland, and we ended up almost in fucking Munch and Bagback. We were going that fast. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that might have been something to do with a visit or coffee shop breakfast, you know. <laughs> <laughs> After that, it was like, fuck me, man. Yeah, I think we drove for about three hours in the wrong direction. But, you know, Whoops. This is how you learn. This is how we make the stories, isn't it? We still made yeah. it to the gig and we weren't shit, am I? Yeah. So. <laughs> but, but at the same time getting out there, I mean, we were all, we were all really committed, weren't we? We, we were, oh, were shit off us. We, yeah, yeah. It was like, you know, fuck this. I mean, you, you know, Newport, rough, tough, industrial fucking town, whatever. You know, there's all this, all yeah. these cliches and boring about it. But I mean, at the same time, we were doing this thing and we were, oh, this is what we want to do. Yeah. This yeah, is what yeah. we want to do. And yeah. the only way to do it in those days was get out there and do it. Because I mean, you, you used to go up to London, play the old gig. It's, oh, sheep shagger, sheep shagger, you know. But, I mean, you know, these are days before the cool Cumbria and you know, all this business. You know, yeah, I remember the NME writing a thing about us calling us back to Neanderthals. I mean, that's very NME, isn't it? And I tell you what, there's a, a, there was a guy, there's a guy in the world called Carlton Morgan. He was in a, he, I think he might have been something to do with the original incarnation of the Mekons and, right. and all of that. And he, um, he had a band called Carlton B. Normal and the Supernormals or something. Yeah. But he, he, he used to do a cartoon strip for the NME. And he waded in on the enemy and wrote the big fucking thing that was in the like complaints. You know, the used to be like a letters page on the back inside. Yeah, yeah. And he uh, he bought a corner and everyone's even knowing by saying, "How the fuck dare you?" Because we played some red wedge thing with Billy Bragg and it was full of all these, you know, socialist workers selling newspaper fucking whatever types. You know, working class heroes who were working class quite often. Yeah, you know, a lot of middle class kids who wanted to be down in the dirt. But only if their mum still lost their fucking Yeah, it uh, wouldn't have lasted 10 minutes on the dock. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. As long as you say the extra uh, Sunday would play. Yeah, that came about back in the Andertals. It's like, fucking hell, I, I almost wanted to send that back to them when they were putting the Mannix on the front cover three years later. Because <laughs> all of a sudden they loved everything about Wales. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Really I, cool. I, 
I've said it to the other two, and I said it to Funbug as well. If you'd been around ten years later, you'd have been fucking massive. Well, do you know well. what I reckon? That we opened the door for every bounce band to come. Yes, and we held it open for <laughs> And do you know what? None of them even said "fuck and fuck." Well done, because uh, no. Uh, um, either way, I think we uh, might have nudged it a bit. We we did out ten years ago, you know, ten years later. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just probably in the wrong we missed time. The, we missed the bus, and then later on, we we missed the bus again with the with the you know. The later stuff and the incarnation of kick up is just as the acid house re funky drummer thing was going on, and you all have to wear big baggy pepper trousers, and you know, and uh, nah, we don't look good in players, you know. <laughs> uh, Niall is in control of the listener submitted questions, which we refer to the big refer to them as the big book of bullshit, and I think you're about to find out why. Niall, what questions have you unearthed from the book of bullshit today? I've actually got a good one to start off with this week. Okay. Um, this is from uh, Northeast Media Mogul and owner of Serial Ball Records, Darren Pike. He wants to ask, <laughs> it's a bit of a two for one, this one. So um, he wants to know how your names came about and do you still get called them now from time to time? What the actual ad, the ad's names from then, yeah? Yeah, like Fatty Ashtray and Beef and Onion, yeah. So the, uh, the Beef and Onion thing with Paz just made it up as a, Funny name, and I adopted it because it sort of was funny. <laughs> Fatty Ashtray came about through a slightly inspired moment to do with Sense of Media, where they'd come back from the States where they'd been visiting family again. Or, no, I don't think they've been on I think they, their cousin had sent a couple of doobies in the post, yeah? And, uh, <laughs> know. So we smoked one, and um, he was a chain smoker at the time. He always had his second coat, he'd be an H next to him on the top of his amp, and uh, and he was putting on weight and, you know, yeah, he's got yeah. a big head rush and opened my mouth and said, back the ashtray and we all fell about laughing and <laughs> a legend was born. And, uh, I can too, right. <laughs> I'm so, I hope so, he's going to use it now, yeah. He's going to be sensible in his old age. Just tracturing that, though, yeah. I mean, people see back the ashtray and think, fucking hell, where's that from? All the abs, you know, I mean, people are interested in the new stuff and fucking, yeah, fine. If they don't like it, that's fine, but at least they might have a, they might have a listen. Yeah, so well, that's where they originated. They don't bother me anyway. I am a fat bastard. <laughs> <laughs> we did have a bit of a we did have a bit of a conundrum last week, didn't we, Tom? Did we? When we said that, yeah. When we said, oh yeah, do we call him Fatty? Do we call him Mister Ashtray? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mister Ashtray could be in His Royal Highness, yeah. Mister <laughs> Ashtray, when he's in court. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk into the sun. Uh, <laughs> I call me Fatty. Fuck it, most people do. I fucking will then, Fatty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I think we better have uh, another song. We'll, we'll we'll stick on the abs, uh, the abs bent, and and we'll go for sweetest kiss. I think.
The city is historically industrialised with a large working class population and strong support for the Labour Party. There is substantial support for the Conservative Party on the west side of Newport as well as its rural, rural hinterland. Labour lost control of Newport City Council in the 2008 local elections to a Conservative Liberal Democrat coalition, but the Labour Party regained an overall majority of councillors in the 2012 election. I like that song. Yeah, this is an alright too. It's a bit, it's, it sounds fast now, and I sound like a teenage version of myself. It's like, fucking hell, I don't think my voice would broke by the time I was singing that <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's a good tune, isn't it? It was, again, one of those moments that began the next phase of getting better at writing songs for us all, I think, you know, that, that we did that one and all sort of went, well, and everything went up a notch, you know? Yeah. And it, and I make no apologies on that. I went completely Paul Gray on that. Oh, so he's because I wanted to play like Paul Gray. I've always wanted to play like Paul Gray, and I'm nowhere near good enough to play like Paul Gray. That, I, just, I just wanted to do like a Paul Gray bass like that. Paul Gray from the damn days. Like you say, that song is like a proper pop song, isn't it? Yeah. And you all play to the song on it. Um, so, yeah, I, I fucking love it. It's got a bit of sexy overtones, though, hasn't it? The content. Well, it was um, yeah, 
Well, <laughs> <laughs> you see, you thought it slipped that one slipped past, didn't you? No, well, it was you got to, you got to like get back into the, the teenage mind of the yeah. I was no longer a teenager, but I was obviously uh still young in the head. Oh, we still, and um, it was a bit of there's a taboo about it, isn't it? You know, and there was a you know, no, it isn't like that, but then I write about such a thing in such a way. Oh, what's up there? Yeah, I mean, it was groundbreaking in its own way. It's just the best of all. They're all still kids, <laughs> really. I mean, what are they, 24, 25? You know, you're young, you? You're still yeah. got your teenage yeah. mentality. You know, you've uh, you know, you've had your your big boy experiences, but you've still got all that old media. Yeah. You? you just think you do, you know, when it's you're 25, sure. and it's great. But I used to do it now and go, oh, yeah, it's a teenage boy song, isn't it? You know. Well, you're gonna you're gonna stay that way if you're driving around uh, mainland Europe in a van with three yeah. of your best mates. You're not gonna well, just in the in the bubble, in it of our own making our own little city like TV show, really, wasn't it? Funny enough, we're talking about that just before we're this started. And I was saying, look, you want to take that tune and wait till the next to it. It's a great fucking song, really good. Song. Might happen because one of the things you're playing later, the Diamond song. Um, the chorus of diamonds or the chord progression from that is the exit the circus song of now flipped if you know what I mean they're, they're, it's the same because I always thought it was a really good chord, chord progression I, I accidentally found just on the bridge wasn't it yeah, yeah. and I uh, wanted to use it in a more of a song I always thought diamonds I wasn't don't think it was one of my better ones if you know what I mean over time looking back at it now so uh, that's how exit the circus began because we picked up the, the chord progression I liked and turned it into a whole new thing and we were on about Sweetness Kiss earlier saying do you know what because now we play a little bit less with less speed and a lot more wallop, and he goes, you know, we just use it as it is or turn it into or whatever. Who knows? But, you know, it's like the way we write now. I right? work on it for weeks and I throw it out, and sometimes it just evaporates and just let it go because all the good bits come back over the next couple of months in mm-hmm. other guises, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, only songs, and it's not like we're the first people to invent writing songs. It's it? the kick up song, listen, which I think you're probably going to play it sometime, hopefully. Yeah, we will. Well, when he first brought that into the practice, that was Motorhead. a Motorhead song. It's like Motorhead. And Dara just went, nah. Dara and the drummer went, fuck off, I'm not playing that first. <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 you've got it. And he's like, I didn't do that. I'm a drummer and I'll play whatever play speed yeah. I want. And it turned into what it did. And it's almost like a, I don't know, like a rough-ass version of a France Ferdinand song. I don't know, really, 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 really. I mean, it's got that. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do
you leave the jigsaw and when you come back you're not exactly the same shape piece anymore and you don't quite yeah, fit yeah, back yeah. into the old <laughs> and I just looked at everything and thought what the fuck is going on in, in, in the country the world the life you know the, the life I had I don't want to fit back in it's like it's all about as useless as false teeth for the client yeah. which was a stolen line from a Derek and Clive thing uh, you know Peter Cook and Dudley Moore but it was always a funny way of you know summing up that type of thing isn't it of um like a chocolate teapot, you know, useless as policy for the blind, you know, because uh, I was just looking at the meaninglessness of existence, I think, mm. indeed, in a way. You know, I just didn't want to fit back in. I came back, I thought, fuck this, I don't want to fit back in. So our first tour was hard work, wasn't it? It was like um, 21 yeah. gigs in about 24 days or something. Fucking hell. Oh, fucking hell, yeah. And that was like, we did like 16 countries. Well, I remember that we left home, oh, and in the first nine days, I think in, our, in the first eight days, we did nine countries. You know, if you like counted, but we were in nine countries, nine languages, nine currencies, uh, nine piss-ups by night, which each one weighs, you know, weighs a little bit heavier on you. Like, and then it was like, and then we all went insane, as you do on tour, and then, you you know, you get into the rhythm of it then, don't you? And we just went fucking mad for a month. You just sort of get locked into that insanity, don't you? Yeah, yeah, It's not like because I think three weeks is my longest tour, right? And yeah. it, like you say, it, it becomes like you're not the normal rules of life don't apply to no, you. No, they don't. They don't do they? I didn't notice either. I just remember coming home, seeing a couple of my head case mates, you know, we all fucking loud lunatic runs and, and one of them saying hey, I'm not coming out of town drinking with you for a couple of weeks to be calm down you're fucking insane <laughs> and I was like what do you mean I'm insane you see track he's like you're fucking off your head and he is like the guy who's off his head and then you start going if you're saying I'm off my head that's like, no, that's an achievement like. <laughs> you know, so I think that's when you start to notice that you do like throw away the rule book a bit don't you and uh, live in music land you know in the, being in a band being in a bubble and yeah just yeah. Yeah, and you're at home and you're like, why can't I have a beer at ten o'clock? Why? <laughs> yeah. There's you know, there's nothing wrong with having beer on the call. Gotta go gotta go to where? Work. Fuck yeah. that. Yeah, it's back in work, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, do you want to do another quick question before we start with the kick up tracks? Yes. Uh Dickie from um Be Fair. This is quite good actually. Whose arse would you most like to kick up? I don't know. That's a fucking good one. That's a good segue now. Well done. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's so good. There's, there's too many, I think, isn't there? Uh, you know? Anyway, well, to, to, yeah. any, any member of the fucking government. Yeah. Any conservative MP that wants to say no. Anybody that wants to say, you know, I mean, Doris Johnson was obviously, uh, you know, uh, on the list as the man, you know, the biggest bullshit in the country. Yeah. There's a and now you've got a big long list of them, isn't it? You know? They've got a fucking list, trust me. Fuck's sake. Oh, it's got a of a fucking wet fat. <laughs> but he's useless as a fucking chocolate teapot. Fuck me, Maggie. I've never it's seen it. anyone so, like, who's not a fictional character who's that thick. <laughs> there we go. Right. There we go, yeah. If, if, if I came up on a TV drama series, you'd say, oh, fuck that, that's not believable. Well, well exactly. Nobody you know, that's yeah. stupid for getting that far in politics. But when you were looking at Donald Trump in disbelief at the oh, time, well, at least yeah. he was orange enough and his comb over was shredded weakly enough to entertain you. And is I don't give a fuck about the world. Richie Richness was sort of almost admirable and likable in his countryside. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You have to, 
you are a cunt and you know you are and you don't care. And, you know, that's it, the, the same with Boris Johnson, isn't it? I, I, I mean, yeah. for all his wanker and this, 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 which there was a lot of, he, you know, he still chimed with a lot of people, didn't he? Oh, Boris the lad, Boris this, Boris whatever. You know, it was all a fucking show. Oh, it's all he carried up his useless stuff, didn't he? Didn't yeah. you know, but I mean, then you get Liz Truss and you just say, what the fuck? When when the Queen died, if the last person I had to meet was Liz Truss, I'd fucking die as well. <laughs> well, that'd be the one, wouldn't it? You think, no, I'm checking out there. Yeah. Get my coat. Uh, I've seen it all now. Fuck get my slippers. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get no worse than this. Charlie, it's all yours, mate. See you later. <laughs> fuck me. Yeah, it's me and my missus were talking uh, the other night, and we were like, do you remember how much bile we used to hurl at Theresa May? Fucking yeah. halcyon days now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll take it in a heartbeat. Cameron Eaton, fuck me. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Yeah. You're looking like a good lad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> See, back now, that goes to show how far that we all we've gone, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I mean, when they, obviously these people uh, have redeeming qualities, they're like, how the fuck did they get on that list? <laughs> you know, I liked him better when he was almost like floating up the peak. <laughs> and I hope he did. And I hope he I fucking. Cool. I hate Twitter, right? I don't use I've got an account. I hardly ever use it, but that was the best day for Twitter ever. Brilliant, yeah. When Dave Cameron shagged a pig. Fucking brilliant. Couldn't believe what I was seeing. Yeah. Um, I liked him a little bit for that, I have to be honest. He went up in my estimation from that moment. I didn't like him. Pig shagging, brilliant. Pig shagging, he's not that all that bad. Let's let's listen to the song we've just mentioned. Listen. Hooray! I kick up Bosh.
some interest. It's not weak to be receptive. Open up and show some interest. It's not weak to be receptive. Open up and show some interest. It's not weak to be receptive. Get time to lose that chain rest. Newport has toned with Heidenheim in Germany since 1980 and Kutaisi in Georgia since 1989. Newport City Council voted unanimously on the 23rd of July 2019 to effectively end relations with the Guangxi province region of China. 30,000 people had petitioned the council to end its twinning agreement due to the Yulin Dogmeat Festival, which takes place in the Guangxi town of Yulin each year. Council leader Debbie Wilcox, Baroness Wilcox, stated that while the council had previously written a strong letter to officials from Guangxi, this had been ignored and that cutting ties were now necessary. The council says it will now lobby the Foreign and Commonwealth Office and the Great Britain China Centre on the issue of protecting dogs. Beefy facts this week. Beefy facts. All right, listen there by kick up. Um, how many other kick-ups are there? Is it uh, just one drummer extra, or have you got another guitarist in there? There's another guitar player as well. Nice. So two guitarists. They're the challenging players. Yeah, the yeah. clever one is the other one. Yeah. So it's a clever guitar work on, on Listen and uh, Exit the Circuit, uh, Gary, uh, and the amp-fisted stuff is me on the other ones. Right. You know, but, uh, yeah, no, he is a good player, I like so, And now I'm singing uh, every song, aren't I? Whereas obviously in the ad, I did a song or two on the, the backing work, like. So um, it gives me a chance to have a breathe. I'm playing rhythmically and just concentrating on not trying to fuck up the vocals or remember words and things <laughs> like that as well. Now these are all new, new things to me, like, yeah. <laughs> so, and, uh, yeah, I can leave that again. Eh? You know, he just does his thing. But we can weave in and out of each other as well. He can. He knows when to stop and we stop and play all, you know, we don't play over each other and fight each other much. So, something works good. Mm. And the drummer down is fucking brilliant. I mean, the very first band I was in, he was a drummer when they were about six, 15, 16, something like right. that. So I learned to play with him sort of thing, you know. Well, as a rhythm section, yeah, you yeah. go back to school days, don't you? He, he, is, he is so talented, that man. He's, oh, he's so good. It just it's, makes uh, along. As a drummer myself, yeah. I was I was impressed a with the drum sound. However, you yeah. I'd like some tips on that, please. And and it's 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 a high up work he does. I mean, and and, and the little the little kicks little he does. You know, he puts it's, kicks it's, in where you don't think they belong. Yeah, and it's just oh, it's just he just so he's a dream to play with. He absolutely is a bass player. He would stick anyone in there, and he's oh brilliant. Really, what's really because he, he does almost make it up on the spot. He does so pretty much. It's not always going to be the same twice. No, and uh, 
it's always worked like you know and we just leave into it so it's easy i don't even you know if i come down and go this is the new thing and lay out a couple of chords and i just sort of you just sit there oh, nodding yeah. and clicking and like you know all of a sudden he I comes just, in completely different place to where like all the drums are yeah. going to be like, as you're saying with listening yeah yeah that's nothing like the original track but it's we so can, much better uh, no, no. i mean this is a, was going to be almost so motorhead it was it was going to be almost a overkill speed yeah, like, type of thing <laughs> and, and, um, like, like a throwaway song was that, was yeah that i said i'm going to write the song here it's going to be the first song we're going to do at every gig when nobody's taking any notice because we keep playing the song at the start that's something that we're proud of and everybody takes some fucking notes because they're still shaking their knob in the toilet or getting their pint before they come into the room so let's like make a bit of an uncouth shouty shouty don't give it too much thought song which is how we began and then he said i'm not playing it like that i'm too old to play that that's all right follows to you <laughs> and it grew into this other thing and now it's a great song you know and so which is what it's supposed to be yeah. isn't it that you can quite popular, hopefully yeah. write a good song and then check it to the rest of them and they can make it a great song so you know that's what good man does and then we all compliment each other and yeah. take it up or not so so technically how do you say then that well, I don't know. I I wrote the song, but I don't see myself as the songwriter. I wrote the original it's idea. It's very collaborative, and, uh, isn't it? It's collaborative, and I it's still ideas. Ideas. I'm just throwing it, and everyone's trying to do anything they want to do. That's what I want. Everybody in the band do whatever they want to do. You know, I think the it's coming a bit of a, yeah, like say a more collaborative thing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, the, the, the tune comes in, this how it goes. Is a verse, use the chorus, whatever, like that. And then you listen to the end end version of that, and it's like that's not the same song. It's not the same song, song no. It's a, but of course, you know, if you ever heard the original like come along demos, you know, when you're trying to teach each other, you'd be like, oh, that's nothing, nothing like it. <laughs> Completely <laughs> different song. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's quite cool, isn't it? You know? uh, yeah. Yeah, nice cool. one. Yeah. I'm sure he's not too old to drum that fast. He's not. He's just. He just. Uh, he, yeah. just he just is what he is. He's an enigma, basically. Yeah. Oh, he is. He's he is an enigma. He, 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 he comes from like a, like a um, punk, soul, reggae sort of background. You can tell that, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a is. lot of James Brown things in there, like, isn't there? Do you know what I mean? He does, a it, 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 it's, it's, he's got an elder brother, and he, his elder brother, what was he in? Oh, God, Black Roots. I think it was in Black Roots, yeah. Black, yeah. Black Roots, a reggae they band. They were the big sort of reggae band in the 80s. Okay. Yeah, they were, they I think they might have been from Bristol, I bet anybody went out there and played with them, but they yeah. were. So they would have been coming in, on, uh, in in the wake after UB40, but they were way better than you. They were the real oh, reggae band, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were the UB40 version, which was a sort of watered down for the honkies a bit. Like, wasn't it? Do you know what I mean? It was, uh, you know, I'm not sure if you're going to put that in on the radio, but you don't have to say that anymore. <laughs> I fucking say honkies all the time on it. Oh, there we are. That's why I was laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that, 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 that's a background Dylan comes from, and he's uh, oh, and it's it's you it, and and his playing, you know, it's 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 a much more funky soul reggae type background he's coming from. So I mean, when you put it with three of the bits who are basically punk rockers or or, or Gary's when it was rock music, well, Gary was like a teenage metalhead, wasn't he? Yeah. But he's but he also got the punk thing massively, and he you know, and he the, the uh, sort of in between the bands the. Hanoi Roxy type things and stuff like that. Who are like what you, you know, New York Dolls, Johnny Thunder's influenced glam rock, but sort of very punk energy yeah. in them, like really, you know, you know what I mean. And uh, he gets a lot of that as well. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. uh, he don't want to be, you know, 
uh, module. I think Mandy Wang's staying in it, Andy Wang's team. We don't want to be him, like, you know. Uh, so, yeah, it, it works. It Fucking works. yeah, it works. Nice one. Uh, Niall, are you going to crack open that big book of bullshit for the boys, please? It's time. Oh, you're flipping the coin, are you? Yeah, do you want to explain the rules or shall I? Uh, you can if you'd like. So we've got, uh, it's basically a coin toss. Uh, heads is a question from our very own uh, Wearside John. Uh, and Tails is a question from uh, the game Scruples. It's a card game that they used to play in America in the 80s. Okay. Uh, it's very 80s influenced. So you get a question from either. So let me just line the questions up. I've got a feeling you're going to regret this now. Yeah. <laughs> I need more beer. I got to get another beer. And it's tails. So that's the scruple. Thanks. Oh, uh, so the scruple is um, you're in a public building. You must use the restroom. It's closed for repairs. Will you venture into the restroom as designated for the opposite sex? Fucking hell. Hello. There's usually a float there. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as, it's not going to get a beer. It's not always as, as pretty in there as you think it may be. I've, um, I've, I I have found myself there quite a few ladies' toilets over the years. Usually because they were not to part the wall, was the gents. You know, like, so you feel like a Wetherspoons in Cardiff, fucking gents, it's up two flights of stairs. Oh, it's the same everywhere. It's you like know, some sort of that, like going to the or the disabled toilet, then, isn't it? You know, and just, you know. Well, fucking limp up to the disabled toilet. Well, whatever, you know, I, you know, <laughs> just, I think I must look special needs enough to get away with it or something, you know, and fucking <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I was at the fucking uh, motorway gig in uh, Amersmith, whatever it's called there. It was Amersmith Odeon, then whatever it's called, something else now, isn't it? And uh, I was quite shocked at this. I came out of the gig and I'm busting for a piss, and there's like hundreds of leather clad motorway fans busting for a piss. So go in the toilet, and there's like six pissers and cubicles, but there's about 15 sinks, and everybody who's got a motorway t shirt on leather pad stood in a fucking orderly queue. So I just walked up to the front, tapped the tap, lobbed my cock into the sink, and pissed in the sink. Yeah, but you are six foot fucking five, well, so yeah, it's easy to fucking do that. It's like, I thought, like, I'll take the initiative and I'll lead them all. And they all just looked at me as fucking shock and horror. And, um, yeah, I was really, why would you, why would you not use the receptacle? You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, for me, it's waist height pisser. I could drop, you know, drop the balls in there and fucking, there we go. I'm not gonna. I, I'm not gonna name names, but because he listens to this. Uh, but I, I was with someone at Derby bus station once, right? And it was thirty p to have a piss, and we yeah. were pissed up. And uh, he he like looked at the security guard like, "I ain't got thirty p. You gonna let me in for free?" And he was like, "No." So my mate was just like, "Well, I'm gonna piss myself then, right here in the bus station." This boy was going, "Don't do that." going to let me in for free then and it was like the most tense mexican standoff <laughs> and i thought he's gonna do it he'll fucking piss himself it didn't yeah. have to in the end the other guy blinked first yeah <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking if he does that he's got to sit on the bus back to my house yes <laughs> stinking a piss yeah in my hand you're not doing that okay nice right i think we're going to go for another kick-up song uh we are going to go with exit the circus
The major west-east A roads are the A48 westbound Cardiff Road as an alternative route from Newport to Cardiff, the A48 eastbound Chepstow Road as an alternative route from Newport to Chepstow, southwest England, via the Severn Bridge, the Wye Valley and Gloucestershire, the A4072 Forge Road from M4 Junction 28 connects Newport via the A468 to Machen and Caerphilly, the A4810 Queensway connects the SDR at Leeway to the M4 at Junction 23A through the Hanwern Steelworks. Exit the circus, lads. Tell us about that particular composition. So, again, that was... um, So, uh, the chord progression of it is actually the chorus from Diamonds from the Abs. I liked it on the bridge. Yeah, Yeah, great. And I thought it grew into this and we were just messing around. It was, when we first got back together, basically what happened, just before the original lockdown, me and him spoke. Um, so I said, oh, you know, because he'd been ill, I'd been ill, we've lost, you know, parents, all the usual things like an and So we said our hellos and our apologies and sorries for, you know, the fucking um, losses of families and illnesses. And um, he said, well, do you fancy having a little knock around? And I was like, oh, I suppose it will work. And then lockdown happens and completely... 
stopped that for nearly two years, yeah? And yep. um, when we then got together, we sort of met Orkin and sort of realised we didn't have any songs. <laughs> <laughs> so we like plug in and go, well, what are we going to actually fucking do? So um, we did the four that we originally recorded in 94 or whatever, because we recorded four tunes then. And uh, that was good. And then over the next couple of weeks, we were just messing with things. And so then those chords came about. I was just playing them, and, you know, because I like them. And he came up with an idea of a, like a, a story-wise of a song about saying, this is like a weird song, it's just very upbeat verses, but there's a couple of minor chords, and there's stuff that kind of tinge of sadness in them. So it's almost, all, I remember saying something like, this reminds me of like a girl, you know, like a good-looking party girl in the pub. She's the life and soul of everything. And she actually goes on to a really shit life. And, you know, so you like, so I suppose, you know, we're hanging around and buying your friends who getting more drinks than you and, Living in that bubble and all that, so sort of, I suppose, in a way, because it's like a serious comment, isn't it? You know, although mm. it just grew on its own into that, just from the chords, and then yeah, you know, we, we did it's it until yeah. the point that it came together, you know. It was, yeah, it's just a few other songs because I mean, and, uh, as you're saying, the verse sound is very poppy, a bit Motowny ish, so yeah, it's got a soul drum and all that, like you know, and then it, it, go, it goes with the chorus sort of thing, and it's very. Ooh, actually, well, what's going on there? Where, where, where's the They've phone gone? Miserable, gone? yeah. Yeah, where's the phone gone? I just thought, you know, it's like a bit of a, you went on a piss sort of thing, but the next day, you know, you, know, you might go and get loaded and whatever like that. And the next day, you're a bit of a dander or something like that, you know. Yeah. All, all of a sudden, life's shit, and what am I doing and all that? I don't know. So that's pretty much, yeah. Fucking Somewhere nice. within that waffle is... Is the answer. Is the answer. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 can dig, we can dig that out. Uh, yeah, yeah. Out there. For sure. Um, I was going to ask you some of them, but I forgot what it is. Uh, yeah, I asked the other two this as well. I know you've mentioned it. Like, do you think uh, if you were from somewhere else, you'd have done better career-wise? Were you overlooked because you're from South Wales is what I Yeah, mean. Uh, definitely to yeah. a point, yeah. But then I think we might have been hard work for people as well, you know, because we... We were loud. We were loud at Bob Watchers and took the piss relentlessly. And I think that like a lot of people might have gone, fuck this, this is a I mean, fucking hard work piece of I mean, yeah. I, I, I think I was saying that Newport is a very piss-taking town. If people are taking a piss out of you, they like you. Yeah. You know, if, if people are in your face, they like you sort of thing. It's when they start being, oh, sunshine, oh, mate, then you've yeah, you got to worry. If somebody's calling you a bastard or whatever like that. Yeah, yeah, that's a joke. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, there was uh, I think the second thing was in the bloom of youth, we we knew we were good. I'd have to say we were good, but you know we believed we were good. Yeah, well, that's the way I certainly saw yeah, it. Yeah, so, yeah. so I thought we all had a bit of a bit of cockiness, a bit swagger. Of swagger. Yeah, because we had a self belief. Yeah, yeah, we had a. You need that. You yeah, need yeah, that, yeah. especially yeah. if you're from somewhere. Yeah. Then, well, yeah, because we were cool, and then yeah. you know we were, and that was a third point that was as well because we're sheep shagging all this. We are fuck you. We're gonna fuck yeah. show you, you know. Yeah, fuck so, you. Yeah. So I think it was all a bit of bravado, plus coming from a place like Newport, which is a you know it it, it 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 still is a bit of a rough tough town. Not so much these days, but back then in the eighties, I mean it, it it was quite. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, there's still a lot of heavy industry going on and whatever like that. And so we're there for a lot of massive beer drinking and, you know, handbags around the pub culture, mm-hmm. like, oh, it's always 
tables and glasses ah, and punch ups and all that. Did. I mean, part of the area, yeah, isn't it? I it mean, comes, you, comes with a hardcore working class town, doesn't it? You, know? you were down the pub every night, that's what you did. You got off from work, you went to the pub, you know, and you were drinking all the time. Sort of. And another thing, I mean, we, we were drinkers in those days, weren't we? And, and we could put a fair bit away, and I think that. that that was a bit, you know, some people just like, ooh. Yeah, we were fucking loud. We were fucking loud. Oh, yeah. And what we drank, the louder we got, so I mean. <laughs> <laughs> plus, you know, plus, I mean, you got to think, I mean, he's six foot five. The Rev was six four, I think he is. I'm about six two. So, I mean, I mean, I mean, the chimp's only about five foot two, would not he? That's not. He's got one, similar guy. <laughs> that must have cut a pretty. That must have cut a pretty odd looking. Uh, I, I got a photo. I found the other the other man for this. That's and I think it was perfect days. We were on tour in Holland. Oh, I think yeah. it was the first time we went out of the country. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And uh, but there's a photo of us all outside the um, the Queen's Palace. You know, we saw it down square, isn't it? And it looks like a school out. You know, I'm a fucking teacher. Because I'm a six foot five one and everybody else is little. I look like I'm looking after him like that. Oh, I'm slightly detached from the photo by a foot or two. When you go, oh, like, that's the sensible one looking after him, which I certainly wasn't. But you've got the little, the little like, toddler like, there. Yeah. yeah. I'm the chaperone like that. <laughs> well, I mean, the three of us are six foot. And I mean, Baz had shaved down and whatever. And he's chopsy and gobby and whatever like that. So I mean, I, 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 I can see that we walk in a face we just have. Call each other all the names under the sun, you know, and people go, no, but well, when you call each other a cunt, not everybody sees that as a term of endearment. Like <laughs> so we're going to get the fucking beers in, you cunt. And oh, Lamar, get the fucking beers in, don't you, you cunt? You know, we're thirsty. And yeah, that could be perceived as they are, these boys are fucking lively, isn't it? You know, and then we got pissed and got louder. We never heard anyone, and we never did cause any violence or trouble, but we probably fell off a few tables and fell down a few flights of stairs along the way, you know. And, Broke some furniture accidentally, like as we do. But we've all done that. Exactly, isn't it? You know, you all like been sick into your hand as you run into the toilet and squirted it all over everybody as you're trying to get out of a fucking crowded bed, you know, know, carrots in all directions. (laughs) (laughs) Carrots in all directions, that's an album title. Yeah, that's 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 kick up's uh, album title. (laughs) Carrots. No, first album's gonna be called Tidy. Yeah, we're going to tidy. Tidy? Yeah. Fucking fair enough. <laughs> right, look, in a minute, we're going to discuss the final song that's going to play us out, but I hope Niall is going to uh, grace us with another big book of bullshit question. You're not going to? No. I have got a question, though. Like, where can people sort of pick up your stuff and are you doing any, like, gigs in the upcoming future or anything like that? Well, um, right, it's... it's... It's only, it's only available soon, hopefully. It's, it's just, it's funny, last night, uh, uh, the pra- we had a practice last night, and yeah. we had um, somebody come in and, and do uh, some shots for a, a video, so hopefully, as soon as we get that on YouTube, then we're going to get the songs on Bandcamp, and like that. Um, we've got a gig coming up, was it? It's the uh, 18th of November, wasn't it? 18th November in Newport, but I mean, the thing is, until we get the songs out there, we're not going to get any gigs, so I mean, it's 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 all a bit tied up at the moment, you mm-hmm. know. It's it's it, Gary the guitarist is, is is doing the the video stuff, so like I so hopefully we're going to get that done. Yeah. Well, um, you know, what we were talking about early early November, November, what we'll probably do is go back in the studio before Christmas to use up the lack of gigs time to put some more stuff down because it worked well. We worked well with the guy we just recorded with, then. 
you know, it was good. So um, something to do for the winter while well, there's only just a couple of small local gigs. You know, we had a festival gig the other week that we had to lose at the last minute because it all sort of swapped from the Friday to the Saturday and the Saturday to the Sunday. And, and it was such a yo-yo. And you go, look, we're all too fucking old and we all got day jobs and lives that we need to manage. Yeah. So, uh, and it was don't need that hassle, do you? No, and it wasn't for anybody, you know, so we were going to lose money to do it, but it would have been a good little blow the cobwebs off for the first time. Because remember, it's 20 years since we've done a gig together. I played in other bands since, little bits of this and that, and other, but just fun stuff. You've done it, we've all played, haven't we? But we haven't actually done, you know, your true labour of love type music thing. You've all just played in rock really bands or punk bands. Yeah. You, like you haven't wielded your guitars in anger. Exactly. So now, uh, so that would have been good for that, rather out of town, uh, just to be, uh, you know, something, you know, drive into someone else's town, plug in, hit them with 45 minutes and just fuck off again, like, you know, so, but it didn't happen, so such is life. But I think we, we were talking about it last night, and we worked towards recording some more of the stuff we got, because we're writing continually now, it just seems to be happening, you know, how it goes to bands, you, you get a little buzz from a recording, and then you end up writing some new songs, don't you? And, then you're like, ah, fuck, now we want to do these because we feel these are exciting and that's leading to other new things. So we're just going to keep going like that. But yeah, eventually, hopefully then in the new year, we can, you know, break out a bit more then and uh, start getting on people's noses a bit, you know? Well, yeah, for fucking sure. I, I, I want to come see you anyway. So, sure. right, just before we go, the last song uh, is, that's going to play us out is going to be Postcard. Uh, any anecdotes about that one? Yeah, that's 30 years old. <laughs> yeah, that song, yeah. I wrote that song um, just after the last anthem. Well, that would have been probably an ad song if that had um, continued. It was, um, so in effect, it's almost uh, sitting in the van with a hangover song, isn't it? You know, if you listen to it lyrically, it's what it's about. You know, you're, you're missing your missus and you're fucking stinking and all your clothes are soaking wet and the van stinks and... You know, you drink every night and every time you close your eyes, obviously your white lines coming towards your face because you stare at that motorway all day long. And, you know, and you're, you're like having a poignant moment, I suppose, in it, but it's not miserable. It's just, this is what it is. It's, a, it's almost like a letter to your girlfriend, who, but not really, you know, like a, to whatever you're missing, yeah? yeah. So, uh, you know, when you're away from home, you said you, you played and kicked, and also there's times when you're away from the life that is yours, isn't there? And there are things within our life that you wish we're part and wish we're seeing what you're experiencing but yep. also there's things you want to get back to as well as, as the fact you love in being away so it's just one of them we're sitting here and we're taking wrong turns and we're fucking arguing and we're missing our missus and we've got a fucking hangover and we run out of bags and we're gasping and we're starving and the tale of pretty much every young musician that's on the road really isn't it? and you've never got mm-hmm. enough to eat you always got too much to drink and you stink and you yeah. get bored of each other's jokes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and in, in darkness and smelly and all like that, you're all doing it for that 45 minutes every night. So, you know, yeah. and you just live. That's yeah. what, like, my missus said to me before, oh, I bet going on tour is brilliant. And you're like, yeah, it is. But it, it is. can be quite boring. Yeah. It can be. There's a lot of waiting around there. There's a lot of hanging about. Because you you've got nothing, nothing, nothing. Intense activity. Yeah. Nothing, 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 yeah. nothing. Yeah. And like you rush all day to make it to the new town, the new, you know, and they get to the new town and you always end up in, you quite often the arsehole of that town to the seedy end of town to the dodgiest, you know, venue type thing, which is nothing wrong with all that, but, you know, you sort of, um, 
you you push yourself together, then I'm in together. You've got to sit and wait for three hours while some other band does their fucking air and does a, a <laughs> you know a six hour sound check yeah. for the hi hats, and you're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, I yeah. never quite understood what sound checks are for because. You never said anything like anything when you get back on stage. Later. <laughs> yeah, well, what's the what's the fucking line? Oh, it, when it sounds terrible in soundcheck, they're like the sound man's always goes. Oh, I don't worry, we'll fix it in the mix. Yeah. When it fills up, yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. 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 Hey, are you sure it's going to fill up? Because I've played here before, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> I played the three fucking people, three yeah. like, red locked uh, anarchist and the fucking Jack Russell a couple of times. <laughs> Jack Russell was tapping his stuff, though, so that oh, was, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, let's let's have a listen uh, to Postcard. And uh, again, I said it to the other two. I'll say it to you. When I sort of refound the abs, uh, I was having a bit of a shitty time, and it uh, really buoyed me up and cheered me up. So, uh, that's good stuff, so thank you. That's a good thing to hear because that's like. Because within the, within it, there's times yourself, isn't it? As a musician, where you're thinking, you know, am I just deluding myself? You know, like, this is fucking crap, and you know, this is like just not really what I think it is. And then someone tells you something like that, and you go, yeah, I mean, I'm a bit late, but well, you know, I think I'd like to think that <laughs> we, were, like, never, we were we were too ahead. <laughs> you, no, no, you spot on. You you were way too ahead of your time. Well, in a funny way. I mean, if you like, you know, the last band tour was like uh, there was gigs there where Green Day opened for us, you know, and yeah. then like six months later, you know, they're selling millions, and so it, it you know, it sort of gives you the feeling that you were part of something that was growing as a wave, you know. I mean, we were a band that might have been helping our ball start rolling. And then these are the things that came out there. How can you say it? I mean, the Ramones made a lot of fucking headway, but they never made any money because everybody who sounded like the Ramones and was influenced by the Ramones got the fame and the fortune of the, the Ramones opened all the doors, didn't they? Yeah, like, yeah. Like yeah. you say, you, you you were kicking doors open. Yes. You know, and it was a joke with the Manix thing, but in a way, I sometimes wonder, because we used to say it as a joke, how ah, we opened all the fucking doors for them. And it ain't that they are in a band that stand on their own, you know what I mean? But uh, the reality is... We probably did a little bit, and I'm not saying they that without us they wouldn't have got anything. They probably would have anyway. But I don't know. I don't. Know. Know. I just think we were four Welsh pissed up bastards who were far too cocky. I think probably. Yeah. 
Uh, beef and onion, aka Bryn, and fatty ashtray, uh, aka John from the abs and kick up. There, that was all right, wasn't it? You know what, Tom? Well, that was a very absorbing chat. That was, I fucking enjoyed that. I think that's a lovely bookend to the last abs episode. I think we should release them on CD <laughs> The Story of the Abs, volume one. Yeah, yeah, and we'll get a foreword by Jim from Pete's Tramp. <laughs> that's what you do isn't it yeah you do that sort of thing new liner notes by jim from peter Trump. <laughs> yeah uh sorry about the technical issues everyone we think we've cracked it now um so that don't mean anything uh it's your song choice good sir thank you tom and my song choice today are you writing this down no because you've already written it down in the notes from when this got postponed so don't change it I haven't. I've stopped with the uh, formula. So this is a track called Love American Style nice. by a band called, and it's probably one of the best band names I've ever heard, Cleveland Bound Death Sentence. Mm-hmm. 
you know who's in that, Tom? No, I don't know who's in Cleveland Bound Death Sentence. Paddy from Dillinger 4. It's one of his many, many, many side projects. Better focus on his front project, hadn't he? Yes. That was good, that. Thanks, mate. Enjoyed that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, very, 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 very uh, powerful. Never considered that, but yeah, you're right. Thank you. Um, yeah, what we got coming up for him? I interviewed Eat Defeat from T- Leeds yesterday, um, but we're gonna we'll, we'll probably drop that after this one, um, which will make that ninety nine. I've got some correspondence. Niall's got some correspondence he wishes to discuss with you, good folks. What's that, Niall? It's from our noted Dutch uh, mafia leader, Duco van der Veen. Oh, yeah. And he suggested, if it's all right with you, idea for episode 100. Semicolon. Get your regular contributors to pick a song and let them tell what their favourite episode was. This way, the new listeners might go and listen to some earlier shows. That's very good. Should we do that? Yes. And he also has an idea too. Idea number two. Okay. Finally, hand over our prize for winning Battle of the Bands FFS. Well, congratulations, Duco. You have won, on behalf of Wet Camper, an opportunity to come on here uh, and choose your favourite episode. So that's good, isn't it? What genius thought of that? Well done, us. Thanks for that. That's a good shout. We'll, we'll add that into this, the 100th show uh, remix. I, I, I'd, I'd quite get a, a kick out of that. It's going to be a right ball ache to organise, isn't it? Leave it to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Consider that done. Uh, yeah, so, so Eat Defeat uh, is going to be episode 99. Who knows for episode 100? Got a bit of... Uh, double dutch touring party coming over as well um we've got uh the attack from florida which i'm a bit annoyed i actually found out he lives in bulkington which is near nanitan so that's a bit of a letdown i found from florida to To fucking bulkington in in none of your fucking business we did a song called uh it's all relative in aviston right about aviston being inbred yeah Good, isn't it? Good. And uh, Bulkington features in there as uh, being inbred. It's quite posh. Been inbred. That's the point of inbred, though, isn't it? Well, look at the royals. Main, maintain the bloodline, yeah. yeah. Maintain the family shrub. Um, so, so yeah, he, anyway, Brad's coming on. Uh, coming all the way from fucking Bulkington. I was like, wow, Florida. Yeah, it's going to be totally true. Oh, no, it's Bulkington. <laughs> okay. But he... He uh, fucking runs some print thing, and they do all the massive names, like Rancid, Dropkick Murphys, and that's all happening out of a fucking lockup in Bulco. And you think they're being fucking pressed on the thighs of East Bay Virgins somewhere, and they ain't. No Virgins in Bulkington, anyway. Um, true story. Have you got a new noise for these old dudes? I have, yeah. This is a band called Call Shot. And it's a, why do you like this? And it's a song called Don't Let Me Be Misunderstood. And it's from the album Holes in the Desert. 
Fine. We're not going to let you be misunderstood ever because you have such a crystal clear speaking voice. So, uh, call Sharp. Sharp. Uh, they they, they uh, are going to be Niall's new noise. Where did you find them, little fuckwit? Bandcamp. I'm fucking loving it on Bandcamp because they've got that little location thing. So you can see what's punk in Baltimore. You can see what's punk in Pretoria. Not much. You can see what's punk anywhere in the world. Nice. Anywhere. Fucking, we used to do a feature about that. Shame that's yeah. finished, isn't it? Uh, okay, uh, speak to you soon for Eat Defeat, and then it's the big 100th show where we will be rebranding, and that's visual rebrand. So, on here, it's not gonna make any fucking difference. What's happened? Huh? Something happened? Yeah, someone's trying to break into my spare room. Right, Niall's gonna go uh, beat off a criminal, um, and then he's gonna kick him out. Uh, <laughs> it's cool shot. Uh, see you for eat defeat for episode 99. And I'm gonna have a great time in Vegas. Bye. Oh, yeah, you are. Understood.